If you have a sister, we know you'll relate to this episode. Sibling rivalry and love, all of it, as we welcome the Rivera sisters. Stay tuned. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her, doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Never the Empty Nest. I'm Vanessa. I'm Nicole. And we are missing our um, yoga mom. Yoga. She's not yoga. She's Yoda mom. Oops. Um, We're missing her today, but we have two amazing guests with us. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves really quickly? I'm Susie Rivera. I'm Christy Rivera. Hi. And I just want to say that they are sisters. And so we are having a Sisters to Sisters podcast today. And the subject is sisters. But also really, really cool is that this is like this moment where our nest is actually like we're seeing it being created. The actual Empty Nest podcast is a nest because Christy was mentioned in Richard Blanco's interview. Christy is a person who actually, according to Richard Blanco, made Richard Blanco a poet. In other words, that he's a poet because of her. That's what he said. Um, So here she is. And with her sister. And she reached out to me to say that they really related to us as sisters. And so we thought this would be amazing to have on the podcast, Sister to Sisters, and talk about what that relationship. This is great. Amazing. So we always start to talk about our day, like what our day is has been like. So Nikki, do you want to go first? We'll start talking about our days, and then I'm going to give them a little other extra instruction. Okay. <laughs> It's three hours earlier here, remember, in LA. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, it's noon. So, you know, it's still kind of early. Yeah. But um, today there's been like no stress or drama. I literally just <gasps> do the usual get the kids to school. I got on my treadmill and then just uh, that just just here with you guys now. That's very relaxing. It is. Want to know why? Because my birthday's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to like enjoy my week. And I was like, I'm not going to stress about anything. And I'm just going to not do anything stressful. I'm just going to today and tomorrow I'll just hang out and relax. I was literally going to say this is such a Pisces day that you had. Yes, I am very super Pisces. Pisces and I'm very la-di-da. And I live in my own <laughs> land of Nikki mm-hmm. land. <laughs> yes. Well... I'm just coming back from a trip, which I was just telling our our other sisters about. I drove 20 miles to Wasaic, New York, in the middle of nowhere to an artist residency and came back 12 days later with the kids and the company. And the most exciting thing about that was that while we were there, we had a ladybug infestation. And I didn't know that that could exist, but there was... What? Yeah. I haven't even told you this. No, I haven't, I haven't talked this. to you since you got back. Okay. We... At some point, like we got in like at two in the morning and it was really dark and it's an old New England house, like a big 
five bedroom New England house, old, creaky. The furniture's like pretty messed up. <laughs> it was very. Were um, you all together in this big house? Sorry to interrupt. Like yes. everyone, is it just you and Vicky in the residency, or was it, there were other people? Yes. Okay. No, it was just us in that house. Oh, okay. And then in the other house, there were like other artists, right? And it's okay. you know lovely residency. Yeah. But I will say. Um, that the second day we wake up and Marina's like, uh, uh, and she's pointing out a window. Oh, God. And uh, there's bugs everywhere. Oh, like, my God. All over the window. And, no. and Vicky starts to scream. Vicky's the, the co-founder of the company who's, who's with us working. She starts to scream. I hear her in the bathtub. I run out bath in the shower as as taika corrected me over and over again this is not a bathtub this is a shower oh lily and, does that to me too <laughs> yes and i ran over there and i was like okay um let's see what kind of bugs these are so i got really close and they were ladybugs thank god first of all but then we were like where how are they where are they so they were on the light sources on the window panes in the door frames on the floor and taika's like beechos oh my god he oh my god <laughs> yes so then i looked it up and apparently uh it was a warm day that day was a warm day like a, it was 50 something and every other day had been 20s 30s so apparently ladybugs hide out in old houses like this in the winter and on warm days they come out in the oh spring they god. should evacuate but if you have a ladybug infestation you pretty much have to live with them Oh, because if you kill God. them, it's a problem because they release all kinds of things. Anyway, I looked all this up. And I was like, all right, we're going to yeah. have to just survive this. Ooh. And so we cleaned all the linens. And then it took so long that at night we didn't have anything to cover ourselves with in a house that was freezing. Oh, my God. Did you pull a Washington Heights? You and me broke in New York sleeping in your coat. Thankfully, we had another artist that was there. She was like, I have yoga blankets and I would love to share them with you if you want. Um, I don't. Yeah. She was like, I don't I haven't washed them or anything. But I was like, that's better than nothing because right now we're cold. Yeah. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Lord. Yeah. So that was that's what's in my head right now. And um, slowly unpacking. I'm making sure I have no ladybugs in my bags. Um, <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Imagine you just put a shirt on and all of a sudden it's like, no, thank you. Little. Here's the thing. They're good fortune and good luck. Well, that's a sign. Maybe take it as that. A lot of good fortune. Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, what about you ladies? Here's what I want you guys to tell us about your day. And then after you've said that, I want you to think about what the best thing about your sister is and the worst thing. <laughs> For you, to you. Obviously. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, my day was pretty uneventful, which makes it a great day mm -hmm. because I, too, like the chill and is everything goes according to my routine, then it's a good day. No events are, are, are nice. I, mean, I was at work. It was fine. Kind of anticipating today's podcast. But other than that, I think it was, it was, it's been all right. The whole week has been leading up to this and real quiet and, and uneventful. In the back, though, is like I have one daughter who's a junior and one that's a senior, mm -hmm. the younger one. And so there's that whole anxiety at home with colleges and preparation and where I got in and where am I going and who's going. So I have all these balls that are tossed up in the air at one time. But that seems to be the constant for these months. But it's been all right the last couple of days. 
The underbuzzing stress of the college decision. Oh, yes, that's horrible. And just to tell people what you do, you're a librarian, right? I am. I work at a school at now, not so much in the media center, but very much involved with books and literacy, more of a kind of managerial position with the teachers. So not so much. And my sister too is in education. So we share that mm. in common. And can I ask you a question? Because I just recently went to the school that you work at. Did you, are you responsible for that amazing media center? Yes. Okay. That's I'm, my space. I'm just going to say that it's spectacular. I mean, I've been to a lot of schools and it was really, really nice. It was beautiful. So congratulations. That's amazing for kids to have that. And I went to a reading that she curated of Pam Munoz Ryan, and she has all these butterflies, speaking of, of lovely critters, of the good ones. <laughs> in her books and Christy presented like all these butterflies all over in the like in the, on the seats and there was this whole scenario for the kids to like jump into it was really really beautiful so I just want to say that well my day started pretty uneventful but I am a principal at a school so today we were celebrating Dr. Seuss's birthday Ooh. so I did dress up as thing one my AP was thing two and that was pretty much the highlight of my day today because it brings people so much joy to see you making a fool of yourself. <laughs> it brings a lot of smiles to the parents' faces. And I, we always say whenever we dress up, well, at least we know we made a few people's day today. They started their day off with a smile. So we read to the kids and that was a great way to, to start my day. Getting into the classrooms and being with the kids was, was fantastic. Other than that, well, and then we did get that text from our mother today with a picture, <laughs> which was a little disturbing because it was some disgusting something on a piece of furniture outside her house. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what it was, if it was an animal. We don't know. She ended up calling the police to come and look at what it was and determine kind of what it was. So that was part of our day as well, because our mom now is texting a lot, sends us pictures, sends us articles. And we that's part of, I think, become part of our day, our work day. You don't, you don't know what it was on the, on the, some kind of animal something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a theme today. <laughs> I, there's a theme of gross little animals. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's talking about sharing spaces. Sisters do that, right? So what's the, for you, the best thing? And the not-so-best thing about each other. The microphone has been pushed to Christy. The good outweighs the bad for sure. For sure. But she is notorious for not answering her phone. Oh. <laughs> and so then I get the double call. I get the call from my mom telling me that she didn't answer her phone. <laughs> and then I get her telling me eventually that her mom called. Mom called 20 times because she didn't answer the phone. So that's probably one of the worst things, just notorious. But... I have to flip side of that is the real, real important times that I've needed her to answer the phone. Somehow she answered the phone. Yeah. Intuition or gut. Intuition. Like there's like very particular moments in my life where I needed that phone answered and she did it. But other than that, it's like your phone, not answering the phone. And like sometimes the gym takes over stuff. Orange theory. <laughs> I can't, let's go on a walk. I can't I have orange theory. <laughs> Like that kind of stuff, like, oh. Orange theory is pretty good. So am I going yeah, on walks, you know? <laughs> so it's not terrible stuff, but. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Oh, well, did I have to say good things too? You can say more good things, yes. Well, good is like 
She's like, um, she's always down for anything. That's a good trait. When I told her about this podcast, it was like, I was kind of vague. I'm like, hey. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she didn't ask one question. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to say? No one's going to listen to this. We're going to bomb it. Get banned with Vanessa. I can't. I got to prepare. All the <laughs> and she's like, did not one question. She's like, okay. <laughs> so she's like, game for anything. You need to do something crazy. That's your gal. That is a very good trait. I'll be thinking about it to like forever and like, oh no, I don't know. Peel off on my nail polish. I'm anxious. <laughs> and she's like, all right, I don't even, what's the deal? So when you asked one good thing about your sister, the first thing that comes to mind is her sense of humor. Because no matter what is going on, she always finds the funny in it. You could be down in the dumps about whatever, and she'll just say something that makes you laugh. And, and dealing with whether it's something with my mom or one of the girls, she just brings humor into that. And then there's so many other great qualities. So it's kind of hard to narrow it down to just one thing. because. She's like the problem solver of the family. She's the one that brings everybody together, is always thinking of something to do about how to bring the family together and the cousins and bringing the girls together and always inventando something, which is great. It's full of a lot of detail and over-the-topness. And I just follow along because I, I love it. And she tells me what to do and I'll do it and I fly with her and, I, and it's great. And if you need help putting a party together, She's the one to call. She'll get you everything you need, put it together, and it'll be the best party you've ever had in your entire life. These are all very good qualities. Yes. And she's my confidant. Like, my, my sister is my best friend. If I'm going through something fantastic, she's the first one I want to tell. If I'm going through something horrible, I want to talk to her before I even talk to my husband. So she's the one that I turn to for everything. And I think that we've been able to develop that bond through the years. I love that. Yeah, that's lovely. Which one of you is older? I was about to ask that. People always People ask. People always ask question. me and my sister all the time. Yeah. But we're very close. It's only a two-year difference. How about you guys? 18 months. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's hard to tell. That's why I think people ask. Absolutely. I'm going to talk about you now. Oh, okay. So the thing I love is that I actually think she's the best human that I know. Truly. Like the best person. You're the best person. It's real. If I think about the best people, what, ha like, you have no bad. Don't make me cry. I, I, you're a good person, like a really good person. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm not as good as you. <laughs> it's true. And the bad thing is that you're super mellow yellow. And sometimes my like type A just makes me want to, I don't know what to you. <laughs> like, uh, Slap you across the face, uh, like yeah. moonstruck, like Sharon Moonstruck. That that would be the most frustrating in every, you know, iteration of that. It's funny you say that because I do think that my sister is also like a great person. Being around her makes me want to be better. Yeah, because I have a tendency that even though I laugh, but it's like to to probably just deal with stuff. It's my coping mechanism that I make a joke out of everything, sarcastic maybe. But she's like, okay, fine, I'll be better. Fine, I'll make a better choice. I'll do the right thing. Like she yeah. makes me want to be like a better person and make better choices. You know, she's like at that standard, oh, and I'm always trying to achieve that. You yeah. know, like yeah. I want to disappoint her. Do you feel like you're? sister's kind of like your second mom because I feel that sometimes from my sister <laughs> like she swears I think that's you that that's just me okay yeah. or just you <laughs> um. <laughs> okay so Nikki your turn 
What are the good, bad things about me? Do you want good or bad first? I'm going to let you go with it. Okay. Well, let's end it with good self first. I'll say the bad, I guess, but yeah, bad, whatever. Me a shit it's not bad. Again, like Vanessa says, like I'm very mellow yellow and she's super intense uh, about life in general and <laughs> career and everything. So um, sometimes her intensity like stresses me out legit. Especially when we're working together, but at, well, when we're working, when I'm working, I'm working and I am like, you know, when I'm working with her and doing acting and all this stuff, like where I'm on it. And, but you know, if I do any little thing wrong, she'll like literally like just have a fit and <laughs> reprimand me like she's my mom. So I'm like, anytime she'll just, I'm like, oh God, I don't to hear the lecture and the yelling. And the, <laughs> so, um, you know, that gets annoying, obviously. But, you know, it's the big sister thing. Sorry. And she could be like a little, you can be a little condescending sometimes. But other than that, you, there's nothing, honestly, like, like when you said you guys are best friends, you know, I feel the exact same way about my sister. We're very different in a lot of ways, personality wise. But, you know, we were raised by the same mom. So, you know, we are similar also. And we've traveled together. We've worked together. And um, again, I love her. You're like, sometimes I'll call her or talk to her before my husband. I do the same thing. Like yeah. whenever something goes terribly wrong or something's amazing and I need to celebrate, like mm, for sure, 100% best friend. Yeah. So uh, she's also like on the flip side of her being like super type A and whatever. I mean, it is, it does push me to be better. I feel like I'm always like, oh, okay, I have to get on it and work harder and be better. And so she always, and like, you know, half the shit I know is because of my sister, honestly. So, you know, she's a, great she's a great travel partner. Yeah. We're good travel partners. Yeah. But that's because of a reason. Yeah, that we've talked about on this podcast, that we, we have. decided not to fight on yeah. our on a trip. But anyway, yeah, well, we might hit upon that. So, I was I wanted to read these quotes about sisters and see. First, I'm going to read all of them and then see if any of them stand out in terms of an anecdote that comes to you. And the same to you, Nick. Okay? okay, because I saw these, I was reading a lot of them, and then I thought these to me stand out as true. And we've already talked about some of this stuff. So, first one. A sister can be can be seen as someone who is both ourselves and very much not ourselves, a special kind of double. That's Toni Morrison. A sister is like yourself in a different movie, a movie that starts that stars you in a different life. That's Deborah Tannen. I like that. I could never love anyone as I love my sisters. Little Women, of course, the film adaptation of 1994. Having a sister is like having a best friend you can't get rid of. You know, whatever you do, they'll still be there. Amy Lee. And this is kind of my favorite one. Of two sisters, one is always the watcher, one the dancer. Louise Gluck. So I don't know if that stands, if th those um, sort of spring anything to mind. For me, for sure, Nikki's the dancer. 100%. A hundred. <laughs> uh, I'm for sure the, the wallflower. I mean, I don't even know how to dance. Uh, <laughs> this is true. All of this is true. You are definitely the dancer in many ways, you know. Um, yeah. But anyway, any of that ring any memories for you guys? I think the quote that you said about having a sister is like having a sister that's a best friend that you can't get rid of. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure when we were little, well, I remember us fighting. Obviously, we were sisters. Oh, yeah. We fought all the time. And she was, you would not believe it now, but she was a gigantic mess <laughs> when she was younger. Yeah. We shared a room and it was very annoying. I'm Virgo. So when I was young, I was super OCD about everything. Everything had to be perfect. Like I couldn't sit on her bed. If she <laughs> made the bed and it was all tidy and I sat on the bed and maybe wrinkled it. It was fight. It was war. It was, oh my God. get off my bed. You can't sit on my bed. It was crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> And I'm so not like that now, which is crazy. Yeah. How interesting. Like, when did that shift happen? Yeah. Well, I think that shift happened just because of things that happened to you in your life. Yeah. And yeah. You, life turns you around and some things are just not so important. Like, I don't care if you sit on my don't bed sweat. or yeah. my don't towels sweat. don't have to have a ribbon tied perfectly <laughs> all in my closet. It doesn't matter. You're lucky if you find a clean towel folded in the linen closet. <laughs> so that, that's kind of where I am. But I remember, you know, fighting and no matter what, you're still there for each other. I yeah. remember two things, two anecdotes, perhaps. One is from when we were much younger and I must have been in college and I must have gone out and had way too much to drink and was home in my room going through a bad moment, hungover. And she was sitting next to me just feeding me saltine crackers <laughs> to make me feel better. <laughs> so that stands out as somebody who's, and she has always been there, whether it's in the hospital, feeding you food, she's that caretaker. <laughs> and then most recently... We had a little fight. Well, it wasn't really a fight and it wasn't really us. It was amongst our girls. But then, of course, that affects you as a moms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was it was the most uncomfortable thing for me. It was like my heart was, I, it may sound dramatic, but like breaking. Like I'm like, this can't affect our relationship. Mm -hmm. This can't affect our family. This is just, a. it has to be a moment and we have to be able to get over this because I can't imagine that we're not going to have each other yeah. and being able to, I'm not done. <laughs> Wait, I have to interject real quick for fun fact. You need to know she has three girls and I have three girls. My youngest is 13. She's the youngest of the group and the oldest is 25. So they go from 25 to 13 and there's six of them. Wow. So they have their own dynamic. They, they almost fight sometimes like sisters would. So even in that moment when it was so tense, and it didn't last for long. And we were able to have conversations and, and we moved past that. And just knowing that no matter what happens, no matter what tough times you go through or even difficult moments like that, we're still going to be there for each other. We're still going to be sisters. And no one, we're not, neither one of us is ever going to allow anyone else, not a husband, not a child, yeah. to come between what we have. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the story about Noche Buena when I had a tantrum. Oh, that's <laughs> she had a tantrum as an adult. It's so embarrassing. It was like an out-of-body experience. In I cannot wait to hear it. Okay, well, what I was going to say, I'll, I'll say the story, but I was also just thinking when you were saying that about our sisterhood. I think, we, I don't know if, I mean, obviously our relationship is probably not the same as everybody's out there. Very similar to yours, and I don't know if it's cultural, but... Our mom instilled in us mm -hmm. that lesson since we were little. And it, my mom and her sister, for whatever reason, they were more years apart and they were separated like many families were um, because of, of the communism. So my mom came by herself 
and her sister and my grandmother stayed behind in Cuba. Then they went to Mexico. My mom was here. So they were, there was separation, not only just because age-wise, there was a lot of years between them, but because geographically they were separated as well. So I don't have an aunt like that. They weren't close. So I think she made a huge point. And I guess we really took that to heart. And she was always like, you have to stay together. You have to stay together. Cuando yo falte, y falte tu papá, you only have each other. Like, so we really took that to heart. And I think it's the same message that I've tried to pass to my three girls and to her girls. And I wanted her girls to have an like an aunt and super active in, in their life and vice versa. And we live six houses. I counted today. We're six houses. Oh my God. Um, I love so it. our girls constantly, they're walking back and forth and, and you know, it's such a nice experience for them. And we did not have that. We had Cuban cousins, friends of ours that were closer to us than our real cousins. But I think that lesson was just kind of drilled into us and we took it to heart and we see how important it is. I, it's so funny you say that because I was literally about to ask you, you know, why you guys feel why you're so close. You you took the words out of my mouth because I was like, our, our mom, our both our parents really always like since we were little would drill it because we used to fight like crazy because we're so different, right? And uh, they would always, always, always like you guys. If something happens to us, you have each other. You cannot, cannot, cannot let anything in life separate you two. That's it. Like, that's it. No one's going to love you this much. No one's going to be there for you this much, even no matter how different you are, no matter how much you like really instilled to the point of like, you know, our parents uh, were divorced and didn't talk for years. It was a nasty divorce. And so do you remember, Vane, that we got in a really horrific fight? My father was so shocked and so disturbed by it that for the first time in years called my mom to talk to her. And this is years of not speaking to each other. And so, you know, he's like, I can't believe how can I be fighting like this? So they were both as different as they were. And, you know, uh, parenting separately, they both really instilled that in us. And I, I also try to instill that in my kids, because let me tell you, you guys are lucky and we're lucky. I thank God every day that I have such a close relationship with my sibling. Not everyone, there's a lot of people that don't feel that way, that don't have that closeness, you know, so it's a really special thing. But it's interesting because that fight that we had outside of Smith and Walensky, which was literally at the top of our lungs, how embarrassing. Thank God I was in the parking lot and now like... It started inside, but it did. It was bad. But the point is that he did call my mom and then my mom, they both like really ganged up on us and we're like exactly all these things and then we went on this trip to italy and in italy we said we were never going to fight again and we didn't not like that like we never we just decided not to fight this was like 15 years ago and to this day if we start to if stuff starts to get like not, like even just minutely explosive we're like oh just stop yep just stop. Yeah. <laughs> and we like force it. You know, sometimes you have to just say it out loud and force yourself to stop because in the end, it's not that important. Yeah. The two things that I thought of are drunken moments because they are representative. And uh, one was my sister had a super wild phase in her life. Most of my youth. Yeah. My teenage and early 20s. And I have always been responsible in some ways and not responsible in others but mostly responsible and in in this kind of like super not being super cuckoo, uber yeah and not being cuckoo bananas like not going wild not doing drugs not doing things like this right so my sister we're like in our 20s and we're gonna about to have a summer in new york i was already living there you were gonna start living there soon right oh are you talking about i was interning 
you were interning mm-hmm. for something at New Dramatist. Yeah. And um, they, she go, and her friend is also with us, who now lives in Australia. Hi, Christia. We're talking Hi, about Christia. you. She listens. Yeah. Hi. She'll she'll remember this. My sister and Christia decide that they're going to get super drunk, except they're not realizing that they're getting drunk at the openings. This was at openings, right? Everybody, like we were drinking at no, one I opening. No, I think we were. We were. Yeah, but it ended up being we went to a bar after or something, then we went exactly. home. By the time continued. we got home. Me and her are wild, and together we get together. Like, they were smashed. crazy but wild. The thing is that I was like, guys, and I lived in a not so great neighborhood at the time, and she starts having a fight with me. One of these explosive fights, and I'm like, calm down, calm down, calm down. She, at some point, you slam the door. No, I went to open it, and she went to close it. So, Christia, you know, pressure. Yeah, Christia went to close it as I went to open it. So yeah. it's the little French doors, right? So they have the little vidrio, the gra- the glass. So her hand, my sister's, went straight through the glass. Mm-hmm. And this is old school glass. It's not tempered. So there were blades of the thing, literally blades. She started gushing blood from her mm-hmm. wrist in a way that was like, and I was like, oh my God. And then I had a roommate named Yannique and she was like, I Niki, I Niki, do you need a band-aid? And no, I was like, um, she wasn't the band-aid. Christia <laughs> said the band-aid. Thing. Oh, Christia was the band-aid. And I and was I- like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Look at my wrist. Yeah. <laughs> this is like it needs a band-aid. I need to go to the freaking hospital. We lived very close to the hospital. The we point did. is that we go downstairs and I just remember Yanni going, I'm Nikki. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her I did boyfriend, it. who is now her husband, couldn't see without his glasses. And he was like trying to see the whole thing. <laughs> it was so late at night. It was a disaster. It was very late in not a good neighborhood. We're going downstairs and we get down there. And these kids who are essentially like these little drug dealers of the of the block were were like, Do you need us to carry you there? Do you need us to take you? We're, they were like on in their in their emergency element. Yeah, we're like, we're yeah. fine, we're fine, we're yeah. totally fine. So w- we walked to the hospital and there was essentially and like we were trying to hold her wrist together because she was gushing. And we get there and there was essentially like four homeless people with problem like there they had issues they were like broken things you could tell and they and this is where you're like oh this is so sad about how people deal with what they think is a mental health problem they thought she had slit her wrist yes oh god i remember that yeah it was horrible and they kept asking us and the worst part is how they treated us they just left us there and they you would think that they cared more for yeah. the person who just but no they were like almost giving me attitude it was really yeah. horrible yeah i remember god i forgot about that i remember it clearly because i was not drunk and i was like these assholes and and they kept asking the question essentially if she if she, what she if she had hurt herself if anything was wrong if whatever and then the doctor did a super shoddy job he was like bruh, 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 it was like bruh, a bruh. resident like a brand new yeah like super new and you could tell he was nervous about it too i still have scars look she still has scars it's true yeah you can see them and then and then because one one little glass flew to the other side and i got one little stitch on the other side of the wrist so thank god nothing happened man that could have been dude it it was right right by my vein like honestly i mean i get why some people the next day guy okay talk about yeah i first of all on the subway (laughs) In the subway, who cares? They're strangers, you know, but I will never forget a little old man was like staring at me the whole time because I had bandage, I had gauze, yeah, around the bandaged wrists. And I had to go to my internship like this, horrible (laughs) and hungover and just a freaking hot mess. And this guy was like, 
Oh, honey, I have to tell you. Why would you try doing that to yourself? You're so pretty and you're so young. And why would you do that to yourself? At least he was sympathetic. It was really sweet, actually. And then I got to work and I was like, guys, I didn't try to commit suicide. And this is not a joke. I mean, we're not like making fun of any of this. This is like literally what happened. And people were shitty about it. Really, really horrible. Yes. So it was a glimpse into what it was like shame. Yeah. And it's like, why? how are you going to shame someone that? I I mean, I would never treat someone like that. If I saw I would be concerned and want, you know, obviously want to talk to them about it, not judge. Anyways. Anyway, she learned her lesson. But remember the hot, but he was cute. Remember the doctor? And I was like, you're cute. Oh, yeah. You were slurring. You were like, he's so cute. He's cute. I was like, Nikki, he's butchering your arm. He didn't know how to put the anesthesia. So I was like, are you supposed to be feeling Is this the sewing? To hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. Let me put more anesthesia. <laughs> and obviously, she was like gushing blood because of everything that she drank. Early 20s, guys. I will say. That ironically, this the the sister story to that is that when I was a full fledged adult about to get married, and like I don't know what happened that Thanksgiving at your house in LA, <laughs> I got drunk and fell asleep on your floor. Do you remember that? Well, you're a late bloomer, Vani. So <laughs> my sister, even before you got, I even before you got married in your. 30s in LA and Miami there was like a little party phase there right in between like dating and you know you had your little moment just later on yeah but I fell asleep on your floor and Lily was like why is Aya sleeping in the living room on the floor in the Sherman Oaks house (laughs) yes oh my god I forgot about that that? (gasps) yeah yes and then my (laughs) drunk friends showed up remember Joaquin was my son was to like two months old and then my drunk friend comes over and was like i have a cold i'm like why are you i have a premature baby (laughs) please stay away but anyways that was that was a yeah we had different phases now like i'm super dorky and you know love to organize and (laughs) drink tea do you guys see in your kids in the in the sisters I, what's the worst and because we're we're just getting into it you know like our kids fight but they fight like babies fight you know like toddlers fight you know they like hit each other and kick each other <laughs> and marina likes it so they like tumble around meaning like she thinks it's fun she thinks she's like oh he's playing with me i'm like no marina this is not a game like but at this age which is like 13 to 25 what is that like watching it from mommyhood well, I have one of my my oldest daughter, I think might be Nicole. <laughs> yeah, because she sounds a lot like that. And my middle one is not. And they bicker, but it's over the silly stuff. Like they bicker now about the car. Who got the car? Who got oh, the yeah. car first? And it's a lot about the clothes. And I have to take you everywhere. And I'm like, literally, I've been driving you around for 18 years or 17 yeah. years. Yeah, you can take your sister down the street one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of nonsense that they fight about and the little one just kind of stays out of the way yeah that's the smart one <laughs> yeah they really don't fight about anything important they yeah. fight about like in my house if you take a shower in one bathroom you can't take a shower in the other bathroom because there's not enough hot water so you kind of have to like communicate yeah i'm gonna take a shower please don't take a shower so, so they, they know, know that. that and they're good, good about communicating that most of the time but then there's always that one random day where 
one jumps in at the same time as the other. You hear yelling, you hear pounding on the door, and then it's like, you've been here all day. Why did you jump in the shower now? Again, like nobody's, like they think that everybody's in tune to the other person and they're just in their own world. So they fight like that. It's just bickering and screaming and about dumb things. Nothing really major important. How much younger is your brother? I was going to ask from you guys. Like, how, how, what's the... He's there? nine years younger than me. Okay, well, because I was going to ask, you know, why... It, you, you Do you think it's a gender thing or age thing? But it's probably both. Like, why you're not as, you know, super duper... Yeah, I think definitely both. What does he feel? I mean, not that you know, because you're not inside his head, but does he feel like an only child? Probably in many respects, yes. Yeah. He feels like an only child. Because I think we were well both on our way when he was like, you know, in those young teens. And then yeah. he ran cross, cross country. So my parents were very much into him and his races and, and watching him. And we were having parties. Yeah. While they were gone. Yeah. And so, yeah, with two different stages. Now we've gotten a little closer just because you're both older and you're both. Yeah. I mean, I would love to hear from our listeners about sibling relationships. People should yeah, me too. tell us about that. Nikki, do you have any closing words of wisdom from the younger sister? No, I honestly think that if you can get through like the adolescent stage during a yeah. sibling rivalry and the nonsense, especially when you're so different, if you can get through that, you have to like, because I think when you're older, everything kind of just shifts and your priorities shift. Obviously, like you said um earlier like life happens and so you're like let's not sweat the small stuff you know we, we still fight this is so interesting that we're talking about this by the way because we just had one of the one of our themes of our uh, talks Vanya. How, when was that and does your mom get in the middle of your fighting by the way we honestly haven't had a fight right and he, well that's great and we probably if we did we probably would not involve her yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. well right. see and no we would not involve her okay. <laughs> my, my mom is always involved but anyways closing comments i could keep talking and talking so closing comments i don't know i just think again like i think that it's a special bond sisters brothers brother sister sibling and i think you should work hard like you know people work on their marriages on other relationships that working you have to make that work. It's such an important bond, an important uh, relationship that's lifelong. And so if you can get through the BS. I'm going to use a mom quote since she's not here. And that way we can end with a, with a Jackie quote. Love is a decision. Okay. Love is a decision. Remember that one? Yes. She's right. She is right. Now that I'm an adult, I understand that. Love is like not a decision. It just happens. No. <laughs> we get it now. <laughs> we get it, mom. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being here. This was lovely. And maybe we'll also talk about brotherhood. That must be super different at some point. Yeah. Anyone listening that wants to reach out. Yeah. Two brothers. Yeah. yeah. Or six. Whatever. Who knows? So join us next time on Never the Empty Nest. Bye. Bye. All of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again. And if you fall, she says, if someone breaks your heart, I'll mend your wounds in this nest of ours till you're ready to depart. Never the emptiness, my mother always says, wherever you are.
case you were wondering about the Noche Buena story, here it is. Well, you had referenced in one of your previous podcasts something about Nochebuena and the anxiety and the buildup with your mom. Well, similar with us, I think our entire life, every Nochebuena, every Nochebuena, we heard, esta es la última Nochebuena que yo hago en esta casa. <laughs> every time. <laughs> okay, and we kind of roll, and then where we were, there we were back the next year. Until this, not this one, it was the December before, it was like for real. My dad was sick, and it was just a lot for my mom to have. So, like two days before, they decide to do the Noche Buena at my house. Pig is sprawled out at my mom's house. They cook the thing over there. But I like notice. And by notice, I need time. I need like days. You just can't tell me two days before. Because remember, she's the perfect party planner. Everything has to be perfect. <laughs> so I was trying to pull this together and the tables and the tablecloths and all the things and the arbolitos and everything you put out there. And it just, it wasn't, I was so stressed out. And my Christmas tree, we had woken up that morning of the 24th. My entire Christmas tree was on the floor. Water, gifts were ruined. All the ornaments were broken. So that's what I woke up to. And oh. like that set me off. And then everything would just spiraled into like this crazy Noche Buena. And I had the table set and I'm like, okay, finally, I'm going to go take a shower so that I'm ready before people get here. And as I'm showering, it starts to pour. I'm going to jump in because... What I'm experiencing while she's showering, I helped her set up. So I left and I knew how stressed out she was. So I'm at home getting dressed and I hear the rain. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, she's going to freak out when she realizes that everything is was so it outside? It was outside. Yes, it was legitimately outside, not covered. And everything was getting wet. And then everyone tries to bring things inside the house. And this one trying to help me. Because I ran over there with the boys and my husband and everybody started taking everything off the tables, drying dishes, bowls were full, water glasses were full of water, wine glasses, everything was full of water. Oh Things were dripping, dripping wet. So yes, everybody's helping and I'm half dressed. <laughs> she was in a raincoat. <laughs> so she, right in her infinite wisdom, trying to help me, she grabs all the tablecloths and She means to put them in the dryer, but somehow she puts them in the washer. And how you don't know the difference between the washer and the dryer? I don't understand. Because hers are super fancy looking. <laughs> so she puts all the tablecloths in the washer. And now now they're soaked. Like there is the things were not dry. And they, they were like, I don't know. It was just a mess. It was a total and complete mess. And I remember I had like a tantrum because those were not even the tablecloths I wanted. It was like the dumbest thing. She, and she I had a baby fit. That's what she did. She had a fit that the, those table, I don't have the tablecloths that I want. Because I said, okay, these are too wet. We just have to put something else. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal. It's just family at the end of the day. Those aren't the tablecloths I wanted. She had a tantrum. I did. It was like an out-of-body experience. And I, I knew it. I knew it at the time. I'm like, what is happening? And it's, it's, <laughs> it is not Noche Buena. It was like Noche Terrible. Like, oh my honestly, God. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. It was, was it in front of everyone? Mm. <laughs> no, it was, I don't even know. It was no. definitely like if my people were there and, and, and yeah. you and... Yeah, it was definitely in front of me. <laughs> For sure. Well, because you put the stuff in the and washer. And then at that point, there's really not much you can do except I'm like, I was trying to help. You know, <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> like, it's going to work out. Not that big of a deal again. Yeah, and now proud. you have a story to tell and you're laughing about it. I know. I, I'm not <laughs> proud. <laughs> and one question is, do you still have Notre Buena in your house? We did. 
I did, but now I'm better. So now, now I know if, if I know when I'm ready for it, I can handle that. <laughs> I mean, do you ever talk. say this is the last note you're wearing? I'm yeah, I probably say that a lot. <laughs> and then I like about anything. And yeah. then until the next one. Uh-huh. Until the next one. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I love it. That's such a something. I mean, I understand. You know, you had a vision, then the tablecloth, mm-hmm. the rain. My, my husband thinks I'm nuts sometimes. Like, I'll just have people over. And I'm like, no, I'm not using that mantel. No. It, it doesn't make sense. And yeah. I'm not putting that. And he's like, what? That's right. And why is it raining in December anyway? Oh my god. What's that about? Yeah. That's not very common. It's not common, no. no. Well, that's the story. That's the story. There's always a Nochebuena story. Everyone else out there listening, I want to hear your Nochebuena stories. Yes, please. And they're usually not buena, which is again why. Why? I've always questioned that. Okay, one last question. Do you guys do midnight mass? Because we used to as kids and we don't do it anymore because it's just a lot with the kids. We did for, as children. We did. I don't know how like that I don't know ever how happened. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know how they right. So, but now I don't. Now I go earlier. Yeah, yeah the midnight mass, man. It's very pretty. That's tough. Pretty. Oh my god! I'm like, I've had too much wine. My kids are cranky. No, I don't know how you plug yeah. yourself over there at that yeah. time. God yeah. bless the midnight masters. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. Excellent for them. Mm-hmm. Siblings, <laughs> siblings. I'm gonna sing a song about siblings. Okay, that's how we're ending.